You are listening to Sparking Wholeness with Erin Carey, where we talk about all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, everybody, it's Erin Carey. Welcome back to Sparking Wholeness today. I am sitting down with Meg Gerber. I had her on before. It was about a year ago. She's a functional medicine dietitian, yoga and meditation teacher and founder of Grounded Nourishment, which is a private virtual nutrition practice. She's also the co-founder of Juge Digestive Bitters. I'm so excited about this. This is what we're really going to talk about today, but a little more back background on Meg. She specializes in supporting those struggling with chronic digestive issues via a holistic approach that goes beyond the individualized nutrition to acknowledge the elephant in everyone's room. And that is stress. Stress can lead to a broken digestive system. While we are, what we eat is a common refrain in the nutrition world. Meg expands this statement by instead standing by we are what we digest and absorb. I totally agree. This foundational pillar of her practice and health philosophy led her to prioritize tools that go beyond the food alone to optimize digestion, like mindful eating, mealtime, breath work, and bitters. It was only natural then that she curate juge, a uniquely formulated gluten-free digestive bitters that optimizes digestion while also bringing more joy to the social experience of sober curiosity and drinking. So welcome to the show again. Yay. Thank you for having me back. It's so good to see you again. Yeah. Thanks for providing all of that background. I think that um, just reading that I'm like, Ooh, I can't wait to get into this discussion. It's going to be good. So yeah. So tell me, okay. So just for a little background for people that maybe missed the other episode, as far as your personal, I mean, what's your stake in all of this? Yeah. Uh, to distill it down to kind of a tinier explanation. So I've been practicing functional medicine, nutrition for about 10 years now, but I have celiac disease and really dealing with, you know, autoimmune, I found in my own journey, very, very early digestive bitters. And I felt like that was my dirty little secret for bloating and digesting my food better. Because oftentimes, as you know, people with autoimmune or any level of damage to the gut lining have a tougher time often breaking down their food. You actually, you know, when you have damage to that mucosal layer, you don't output those brush border enzymes as robustly. So it often is, you know, this kind of perfect storm of physiologically, we have a harder time really breaking down our food in terms of digestive secretions or certain enzymes to break down the food. And there's often this pool of stress that can really uh, cause that process to be slowed down or more stagnant in terms of digestive secretion. So I've always relied on bitters as just a helpful support system for me, really a tool that I use regularly. And it just felt really natural to launch my own brand with quality standards that I stand by. But also I had never found a super uh, gluten-free celiac approved bitters where they were third-party testing for measurable gluten. So I wanted that to be created for selfish reasons. Yeah. I think that's huge. I love that you share that autoimmunity is something we talk about a lot on this podcast. It's something a lot of people are struggling with. And then on top of that, we just have the gut dysfunction that seems to be rampant right now with everybody. I mean, even before I got into my own functional medicine exploration, I did a GI map test with a doctor many Mm. years ago. She found low secretory IgA on my GI map and was like, Ooh, you could really benefit from some bitters. And I'm like, like in an old fashioned, like, what? so maybe can you <laughs> yeah. explain what bitters yeah. are? Cause that yeah. might be confusing yeah. unless you're, you know, drinking old fashions. 
Definitely. I think most people are like, wait a minute. I've seen that on a bar back before. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are familiar with the brand Angostura. It's a really like old school bitters. Um, and so bitters in general are any sort of herbal tincture made from an infusion of bitter herbs and plants. And the thing with a lot of those cocktail or bar back bitters is from my perspective, a lot of them have junky ingredients like added sugar or caramel color or weird color or flavoring additives that are artificial. Um, or they don't taste super awesome. For me, I really wanted to create a bitters where I'm like, Ooh, I could take this on the tongue. And I actually kind of like it. It has that nice tartness, that bitterness, but I enjoy it. Or it's really fun to put in a mocktail. Um, so kind of the other half of my journey story is I started becoming sober curious about five years ago. Um, again, my autoimmune journey kind of really stopped that, uh, toxic relationship that I had with alcohol for many years coming out of college and just continually drinking a lot. Um, my body kind of stopped me in it because I just got hit so much harder than say my friends who were able to drink as much as I was at the time. And so I felt like, becoming sober curious for me was also sort of this mind game of feeling left out or telling myself the story I'm less cool or I don't fit in as much. Like it sounds silly to say out loud, but at the time it was really like a big part of my lifestyle and my social circle. And so I wanted to create something through the bitters and through the mocktail experience where it felt really inclusive and still really that fun, connective part of social drinking uh, that sometimes I feel like people feel like they're missing out on or feel awkward about when they're like, oh, my options just like water or something that feels more boring than a cocktail. Mm -hmm. So this kind of gives you back that experience where oftentimes I bring judge with me and mocktail mixers and people are like, wait, I want some of that. I want in on that. That's fun. Um, so it kind of gives back that like joy making experience of social drinking. And I say sober curious because for me, uh, hard lines in the sand haven't really served my journey. I had to do that with celiac for gluten. Mm. And so um, as somebody who's a foodie and likes the culinary experience of wine, for example, mm. it's really for mm -hmm. me become this experience of how do I infuse intention and mindfulness where I'm choosing to drink for me for the social experience of really the culinary aspects versus drinking to get drunk, drinking often, um, and kind of keeping that looser line so that I have the permission to say, maybe have a couple of drinks a year that feels really fun and exciting and, and mindful. Um, while also most of the time choosing things like mocktails that still feel really fun and joyful. Um, but judge regardless, giving like that body benefit at the same time, whether it's in a cocktail or a mocktail or on its own. Yeah, no, that's a great explanation. And you're right. It is, it's funny. I didn't experience, I didn't become a foodie and didn't really start enjoying wine and pairing meals with alcohol until my late thirties. And so mm. my sober curious journey is because of perimenopause. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. a couple of years ago, my body was like, Nope, we don't totally. do wine anymore. It's not going to yep. happen. I'll wake up with night sweats or I'll wake up with anxiety. Oh yeah. And yep. so as much as I love, and you're right, it is very social. It's so social. I save wine for very special occasions and a really yes. good meal where I feel like the food is helping to absorb it somewhat, you know, not totally stomach before bed. Like sometimes a lot of people do. So I think that what you're saying is that it's a mindset shift of how to maybe do something more beneficial for our body. So how is maybe let's, cause I want to hear how bitters benefit the body, but I also want to hear how is alcohol maybe damaging gut health more than we think. 
Yeah. So I will also say little plug for the Andrew Huberman podcast. He has a really good episode on the effects of alcohol. I kind of at the real scientific level Mm -hmm. to bring it up a couple levels in that it does cause damage to those tight junctions Mm -hmm. of the gut, like cell to cell, that epithelial layer of the gut lining. What I'll say in clinical practice, and I'm sure you feel the same working with clients. I have a really hard time healing the gut, doing deep work, whether it's SIBO, candida overgrowth, just years of gut symptoms like constipation, diarrhea, bloating, acid reflux. It's really hard to have someone in a healing container when they're still drinking alcohol, especially regularly. Um, I really like to remind people like this is a container of healing. And then we talk about like, how do we get back to that? Like mindful experience with it, that joy making experience, like you're talking about. And I'm talking about where it's like couple of times a year. And it's like part of that, you know, joy practice when your body has built some resilience. So, you know, uh, I look at as, you know, when I'm assessing someone's stress level, oftentimes alcohol is one of those stressors, just like being in a toxic relationship could be a stressor that's impacting your gut health. Lack of boundaries could be in, you know, a stressor impacting gut health, not eating enough or over-exercising or under-exercising. So I like to sort of re, and we talked about this in our first episode, like reframe the understanding and meaning of stress because it comes in all sorts of forms, as you know, um, and alcohol can be something that we're pouring into that stress bucket. And so I often like to remind people, while we can't pour out everything in the stress bucket, how do we start to like, you know, lessen the level of how high or how overflowing it is. And oftentimes alcohol is an easy win because I see such a measurable shift and I also think that the shift comes from the blood sugar balance that happens without it. It's so blood sugar imbalancing typically in the way that people are choosing to drink or what they're pairing with the, the, the drink that they're having. And so oftentimes that just naturally helps healthier blood sugar balance, i.e. less inflammation. Um, So for me, you know, it's really at that like gut irritant to the lining level that I remind people, you know, uh, taking a break even can make a big difference. Yeah. Yes. I think I love that idea of if we can decrease stress, even just a little bit at the physiological level, we're still lowering that overall load. I think that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I always say, and I, you know, I say this in my sober curious journey, living in the and space is important because (laughs) I think a lot of people want to jump to this all or nothing. Like, okay, if I can't drink alcohol this week, then I'm never going to drink again. Or if I can't have gluten, then I'll never have it again. And of course, some people need to follow that for celiac. But what I'm getting at is sometimes allowing yourself to be in this space of the and and kind of setting shorter term goals with things can be really supportive for our mindset and how our mind plays a role in the healing process. Yeah, I think that's that's so important. So let's talk about how bitters can be the opposite (laughs) of alcohol and promote healing. Yeah. So my favorite thing about bitters is that what they do at the physical level is they stimulate the bitter receptors lining the GI tract. And they basically trigger this beautiful domino effect or symphony of digestive secretion enhancement. And the beautiful part of that is that they're not replacing anything. They're not causing dependency. They're simply giving a gentle, but potent knock on the door of saliva output, stomach acid output, 
digestive enzyme secretion, and my favorite bile flow enhancement to really support this whole symphony of digestive food breakdown and optimal absorption of that broken down food, which is really like that, you know, kind of pairing those two things together. So the biggest thing, just especially specializing in gut health is the improved digestive support. We actually have more bitter receptors lining the entirety of our GI tract than any other receptor between like sweet, salty, umami. So they really ignite that system so beautifully. Wow, I think that is so fascinating. I bet a lot of people have never heard that before, that we have more bitter receptors lining our GI tract than anything else. That is great information. Now, I want to take a second and pause. This is a great place to thank our sponsor for today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Trumetta. Trumetta is a premium supplement company based out of California that strives to make self-care easy. One of their great products that I have been trying lately and loving is mushroom coffee. It is a must for your morning routine, and I gotta be honest, sometimes I have it a little bit after lunch. I don't like to have caffeine after 2 p.m., but it is a really great afternoon treat for me because let me tell you about the benefits. It tastes delicious. It has no mushroom aftertaste. So you might be thinking, mushrooms in my coffee, gross. No, it does not have mushroom taste to it. It just has the benefits that these mushrooms bring. The organic premium coffee blend has lion's mane mushroom for productivity, which we totally need or I totally need. It has reishi mushroom for immune support, cordyceps to boost energy, and of course, caffeine that you would get from regular coffee to give you the kick you need every day or maybe just to make it through the afternoon. Start your 2024 healthier with Trumetta Mushroom Coffee and see for yourself how it helps you focus so you can get stuff done. Like I said, I am loving it. I've got a lot of stuff that I need to get done, especially this time of year. I've got a manuscript due. I've got podcasts to record. I've got kids that I homeschool part-time. I just have a lot going on. So I love that I have this mushroom coffee to keep me on top of my game. Trumetta offers the best deal to date only to my show fans. Are you ready for this? You will get a free electric mixer and 40% off the coffee plus free shipping in the U.S. So go right now to trumetta.com spark to fuel your productivity and creativity with some delicious mushroom coffee. That's T-R-U-M-E-T-A dot com slash spark. You've got to check it out. Now, Meg, getting back to our conversation about digestive bitters, why would someone have reduced digestive secretion and need support? The most common reason is stress for most people and aging. Just, you know, as we get older, we do not have this robust stomach acid secretion Mm -hmm. that we used to have. And stomach acid is like the most important conductor, I would say, because it triggers so many things like CCK to trigger bile flow release. So if we're not starting at that saliva and stomach acid level, it can really muck up the system lower down. And uh, what I remind people is, you know, a big root cause of what I see in my practice of why people have bloating, why people have overgrowth in the gut, why people have inflammation is that digestive secretions or the digestive process has not been working well for a very long time. And so medications and things like birth control can play a role too. Um, But also, so things like acid reflux, unless you're like that severe all the way down the train person who has say peptic ulcer disease or hiatal hernia, it can actually be helpful for most people with acid reflux. It also, you know, in 
in my world, I'm a big fan of just people need to be pooping daily. It helps that daily pooping process because of that gentle digestive support, but also motility support. It can help reduce gas and bloating for people who are prone to that. And then in addition, kind of outside of the digestive camp is, um, and I have studies to support this on a blog on my website to show lowered blood sugar or better blood sugar balance with mm. bitters, uh, reduced sugar cravings. There's also some metabolic outcomes in terms of weight loss, um, as well as liver detox, mainly because of that bile flow pathway. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to, I mean, everything that you just said, I'm like, Ooh, can we break that down more? Cause I get so excited about this, but, um, I, I do want to touch real fast on something you said, you know, there are a lot of people that are taking acid reducing medication, proton pump inhibitors. Those things are intended for short-term use, but I know many people are on them for a long, long time that yeah. depletes stomach acid causes, I mean, it breaks digestion on purpose. So yeah. it really causes you to be unable to absorb things like B12 and iron and zinc and all yes. these really important nutrients. So is it safe for somebody who has been on those things for a while? Maybe they're wanting to wean off and maybe this is a question for their own practitioner, but is it safe for them to start incorporating bitters at meals? Yeah. So I always say connect with your provider and your doctor who's working with you one-on-one -on -one just for safety reasons. But typically, you know, our statement would be somebody who doesn't have hiatal hernia, you know, severe GERD with ulcerations or peptic ulcer disease. It's safe for you to experiment with something like bitters and see how they make you feel. Um, what I'll say, obviously we could do a whole podcast on like PPIs and weaning in the mm -hmm. sense that, you know, anytime someone is weaning down and I typically work in congruence with someone's provider and while they're working with me, because there's always a rebound effect. Nine times yeah. out of 10, when you're weaning, if you've been dependent on PPIs, even Pepsid for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so what's forgotten though, typically in the conventional world is there, this rebound effect isn't always explained. So clients think, oh God, I can't get off of it. I need it. Right. And it's not buffered. Usually we want a short-term buffer, buffer with an alkalizing agent. Like I often use like magnesium bicarbonate or even small amounts of baking soda in the short term, along with demulsants so that we're really working at healing by demulsants. I mean, things like DGL, slippery elm, um, to work on healing that lining that may have been damaged over time by long-term PPI use or things like H pylori. Um, so with acid reflux, there is like not just one route to go because it's typically a combination of, okay, there's probably lowered stomach acid in most cases. In rare cases, there's the person with elevated stomach acid where we still would want to work on that GI healing of the lining, but also the LES, the lower esophageal sphincter that sits on top of the stomach between the esophagus and the stomach oftentimes is super loosey goosey in yeah. people who have chronic acid reflux. And the beauty is bitters actually help tonify really? that that LES muscle. Yes. So the beautiful thing is, and kind of a reminder, stress again, impact on, on making that loose, but also blood sugar imbalance. Um, sometimes lots of caffeine can be playing a role as well as alcohol is a big one for making that LES loosey goosey. So nine times out of 10 people who struggle with reflux, your reflux is going to feel worse when you're drinking for sure. But a way you can somewhat buffer it is bitters help to tonify, meaning tighten that muscle a little bit. So, you know, there's that kind of multifactorial approach to acid yeah. reflux, but the person who's like generally dealing with it, I do think it's something that is a really healthy, you know, broad spectrum thing to experiment with, especially within the context of a mocktail that has some minerals in it. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, that's such a great breakdown. Um, I think I also, the other contributing factor to lower esophageal function that loosey goosey, I like that expression, um, asthma medication, inhaler use oh, as a yeah. child. And that was such me. A good one. And I know a lot mm. of people that had childhood asthma are more prone to acid reflux. And thankfully that has not been my case, but I know it does affect many, many people and they don't really understand that interconnection. And so I, I love how you broke that down. There's so many different things <laughs> that play a role yes. in what's going on with how we digest our food. And so if the bitters mm-hmm. can help strengthen that, that's huge. So what would you say? Oh, I did want to ask you one question before we move on to how to use them. Cause I do want to know that, uh, but bile flow, why, why does that mm. matter? Why do we care about bile? Yeah. Oh my goodness. In the context, especially for women, which I think you probably work with a lot of women and I work with mostly women myself. Um, those of us who have had any level of manipulation to our hormones, which, you know, could be birth control history, could be HRT, could be pregnancy, um, could be even just imbalanced cycles where we're getting fluxes and hormones that aren't maybe quote unquote normal. Uh, estrogen concentrates cholesterol into the bile. And so what can happen there is you can get this thickened, sludgier bile. And I like to remind people again, there's kind of like the and space within functional medicine where it's not just like, okay, we have gallstones and you're healthy. There's really (laughs) this wide gap between where like, bile starts to get sludgy over, especially those years preconception and then post babies, especially when you've had like, you know, pregnancy, you get crazy fluxes in estrogen. And so the reason I love bitter so much is they help to thin out some of that bile that maybe is in that kind of sludgy camp pre gallstones. And you could be pre, pre, pre gallstones, but already having detoxification struggles. Like even just, you know, we're exposed to toxins all the time. It's just kind of the nature of how we live, but one pathway that's really big and just helping us to keep those toxins, you know, moving and turning over out of the body is healthy pooping, pooping daily, as well as bile flow output at your meals. And so in the conventional medicine space, we talk a lot about bile when it comes to, you know, vitamin, fat soluble vitamin absorption and breaking down fat. It's like a detergent for fat, but a big piece of bile in my world is really optimizing that full digestion absorption and then detoxification process detox, you know, being yes, the liver, but also pooping appropriately every single day. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great breakdown. And that's important. And I like how you explain how it's, because I think a lot of people think it's like, I don't have gallstones or I do. And Mm. I, you know, my gallbladder is working great or I have to get it taken out, but there's so much in between to make sure that everything is flowing the way that it's supposed to. So I, I appreciate that breakdown. That's important. Yeah. And one thing I think a lot of women notice when it comes to this bile flow pathway maybe being more stagnant is sometimes you even get a little bit of pain between the shoulder blades. That's a signal or just noticing food feels like it's sitting longer when I eat it. I've had clients also have a little bit of protrusion in that right kind of lower, or I'm sorry, upper quadrant area below the rib cage where the gallbladder sits, where they're feeling like, Ooh, I'm just even a little tender there, or food just takes a long time to digest. It's also often the woman who, or person who's a little bit more constipated is usually the person who has bile flow stagnancy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. That's a good thing to look for. That's important. Okay. So let's talk about how bitters can be used in our day-to-day 
Is it, does it have to be with a meal? Can it be, I mean, I've just been kind of dropping them on their own into my seltzer at night. That is, it is mm. my post meal mocktail that I have when I sit Beautiful. down, my kids go to bed. Is that helpful? Do I have to have, yeah. Like what's the best yeah. way to do it? Yeah. So what I remind people is you really can't get this wrong in terms of just starting gently. So I like to personally take them right on the tongue or like in a little bit of water, like you're recommending, because I want to optimize the digestive components and the digestive potency of it. I love the idea of what you're doing, like a post-dinner mocktail before bed, when most people sort of end the day, probably feeling their fullest or like, Ooh, a little bit of digestive support would be helpful. But I also have clients who feel really good just having it first thing in the morning before there's anything in their stomach to just turn on that digestive juice Mm -hmm. process. Typically when I'm working one-on-one with clients and dosing them a little more therapeutically, I have them do one or two MLs. So kind of that full dropper before each meal, just to turn on that digestive juice secretion. But especially when we're talking things like blood sugar, you can definitely during the meal, follow up the meal with it. Um, and then another thing I like to recommend is sort of, you know, I call it mock o'clock. I like to have typically a daily mocktail. My partner and I usually do like while we're kind of cooking dinner, just to make like a little, you know, moment of presence together mm-hmm. and having that as I'm kind of warming my body up that cephalic phase or brain phase of eating before we start eating, where we're just kind of, we're smelling the food, we're seeing what we're cooking and the bitters just start to, again, like enhance and turn on those digestive secretions gently. Yeah. I love that. So it's something that really can be flexible depending on what you like. And just for some personal, just story, how I've been using it is I've brought it to friend gatherings (laughs) Oh yeah. And I have made little mocktails with friends and we've tried out the different flavors. And so maybe you could share what the flavors are and maybe some of your favorite kind of mixes that you've used for mocktail reasons, or even just because I don't mind it. I love bitter things. I really do. I don't know if it's a need for me. Maybe that's why, but Mm -hmm. I love it. So I'll just put it directly on my tongue. No problem. But I know for some people it's like, I need to mix that up, you know? Yes. Yes. There are some good mixtures that you like. Such a good question. Cause I I'm like you, I love the taste of bitter, but I get it that not everybody, I mean, we're not used to it. That's the reason why bitters are so helpful is that really they, they ignite the digestive system so much. Cause it's really not what we're used to in day to day. We want like the salty sweet things. So, uh, for somebody who is newer to bitters, I would definitely recommend starting with it in a mocktail. I like to make specifically lower sugar mocktails with things with like a little bit of sweet or a little bit of herbal taste to them. So we have a number of recipes on the website. Um, I really like, it's actually our recipe of the month right now called the carrot top for dry January. So it's a mix of a little bit of fresh squeezed orange juice with some cold pressed carrot juice. And you can use actually any judge flavor goes really well in it. But um, I specifically like the cranbiscus because the bright orange color with the bright magenta um, cranbiscus is just kind of a beautiful, like little, again, little presence moment. And it's cool to see. And the beauty of that is carrot juice is actually rich in sodium and potassium. The two minerals that we want to think about starting at the foundational level supporting when it comes to stress, our adrenals, Mm -hmm. um, but also digestion. So kind of a little pro tip, we were talking about stomach acid. We need a sodium and a potassium molecule to optimally make stomach acid. And so when you're having that in combo with the bitters, it is a awesome secret sauce combination 
nutrition to just set your body up for success, optimize that stomach acid naturally without taking like a tablet of betaine HCL or even a digestive enzyme. Um, so I would recommend working it in that way, but for someone who's more of a veteran when it comes to bitters, I would just have that one ML, two MLs dropped on the tongue before meals. And, you know, we've gotten different feedback. I originally thought that the crambiscus was the most bitter, but we've had other people say, no, the orange is the most bitter. Some people say the lemon, the lemon is the only one that has a little bit of Manuka honey to give it like a slight mm. little bit of sweetness. So I usually say, start with the lemon if you're brand, brand new, but I will say the crambiscus is our top flavor. Oh, that's interesting. I, my favorite yeah. right now is the orange I mm. in, um, a cranberry seltzer and that mm. mixture has been kind of my thing. So yeah, I but I need mixture. to try more with like some different juices or fresh, fresh fruit squeezed in that kind of a mm -hmm. thing. I think that would be mm -hmm. interesting. I'll, I'll do lemon a little bit here and there, but yeah, I've really enjoyed just having something different. Cause my family, we've taken digestive enzymes for a long time with meals. Like that's mm -hmm. kind of been, our thing for years and years, but I just never got into the world of bitters. And I, I mm. think it seemed intimidating to me. And yeah. that might be the case for some of our listeners because it, it feels strange. I think I had a spray bitters at one point. Is, does that exist? A spray bitters? Maybe I'm yeah. thinking, but yeah. I just didn't know what to do. You know, it's like, Oh, do I do? And I, I think that's true for a lot of people. We get paralyzed by the is this, or is this not? Um, so just the fact that you can just drop it on your, put it in your purse, take it with you to restaurants, especially to restaurants. <laughs> I so was going to say that is my favorite pro tip because it's like how many of us just feel a little bit more bloated or a little more full eating out. And it really helps give your body. Like, I think of this as a self-love practice. It's like, give your body a little extra love and support and help to break down the food when it's like sometimes yeah. a little bit more of a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. The body just needs a little bit of help sometimes. And I would say most of the people that I see and work with and talk to, like need a lot of love and support when it comes yeah. to breaking down food. Cause you know, my, my yeah. thing that I always say is a body and stress won't digest. <laughs> so mm -mm. if we're in mm -hmm. that stressed out state and most people I'm not generalizing here, most people are stressed the majority of the time. Oh yeah. Especially at mealtimes. Cause we eat in a hurry. We eat in our car, we eat fast food. We just go, go, go. And we don't take that mindful time to enjoy. I know we talked about that a little bit mm -hmm. on the, on the last episode that you were on, but can you just share real quick, some eating hygiene tips so that yes. you can truly understand the impact of giving your body a break from having to totally. work so hard to digest. And this is why I love chatting with you because we align so <laughs> much on these levels. Like we have the total same beliefs. Um, I am so big on the combination of breath and bitters because they are both together, this masterful combination of enhancing the process that has a really tough time working appropriately in most people. And so I like to remind people, you know, presence at mealtimes, even if it's a couple of seconds of presence, it a little bit can go a long way because that's a follic or brain phase of eating when we optimize it simply by slowing down, sitting down, breathing, chewing and thinking about the chewing process and slowing it down, we enhance digestive secretions by 20%. So if you're enhancing that by getting your brain involved, and then you're also giving your body a little extra love with the zhuzh, you're like, I don't know what the percentage outcome is, but it is more than 20. So you're, it's a win on the back end for so many reasons. And that's really why I launched zhuzh. Cause I wanted more, you know, broad spectrum tools for people that just like whether you work with someone one-on-one -on -one or not, this is such a beautiful thing to try and just 
feel how it, you know, the outcome in your body, you'll feel a shift. Um, I say rule of threes at every meal. So it's three deep breaths, three times, just to get you in that slowing down process where a lot of us, I mean, I'm from a family of four. A lot of us grew up with just the pattern of I've got to eat quickly because the toaster strudels are going to get eaten up if I don't hurry up here. And so it's just like reminding yourself that like, okay, there's no rush here. I can take a couple of moments to be in this pleasurable experience, which is one of the greatest simple pleasures of life, just to take in your food and be with it and like notice how it smells or what it looks like and what it tastes like. And just to be realistic about it, maybe you still have to eat in front of a computer sometimes. Maybe you are still eating on the go, but you can take a couple of moments to take a deep breath and maybe put a drop or two of your nose in your mouth. Yeah. You keep mentioning the word presence and I have to throw this in that that is my word of the year. And so I love Mm. that we're talking about this because my word, you know, everybody's like, Oh, I want to be more intentional. But I'm like, I want to practice presence wherever I go. I want to be all there because we Mm. just, we just don't. And if that means even sitting down for a meal by yourself to breathe, that's huge. That's, that's a, that's a kindness to yourself that you can give. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I love, Mm -hmm. I love that you touched on that. That's so fun. Yeah. Mm. How often do you recommend using them once yeah. they purchase? Yeah, I would say starting out, um, I would recommend just once a day. Again, I'm a big fan. I do this in my own practice with supplements. I'm a big fan of just, you don't need to rush it. Just go gentle in the beginning, start with a few drops, see what it tastes like on your tongue, see how you feel after the next meal. Um, eventually, I do recommend, especially if you're trying to work on bloat and digestive support, doing it before every meal or with every meal. Um, you also could do like what you're doing, finish and cap the day with it. Um, you really can't mess it up. You really can't go crazy overboard, but I would just say be natural with it. You wouldn't drink the whole bottle in one setting. You wouldn't have the whole bottle in one day. Um, we do have listed on our website that the herbs are infused in a, um, it's actually a local, uh, non-GMO alcohol that is from a mineral spring locally here in Texas. And so there is alcohol in it, but we have a little post on our website explaining that when you have one ML of zhuzh, what that is in comparison to, it's like less than a quarter of what's in like a glass of kombucha, for example. Mm -hmm. So it's teeny tiny. Um, but just keeping in mind that there is that component in there. So, um, there's always too much of a good thing, but if you're doing say like me, I'll do a little bit before every meal and then a mocktail during the day that feels really good in my body. I would say just weaning up and noticing how it makes you feel. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that's, that those are good tips and this is good for all ages. I mean, can kids try it? Cause my kids, I will say, I'm one of my kids, like, what is that? And of course I'm like, well, I would love for you to try something bitter because they're little sugar addicts, you know, he's like, Oh, what is this? But could you put it in a little bit of water for a kid? Yes. Yeah. So we have a, we have a post on this, on our FAQ as well about kids, definitely safer kids. We just say, um, we have a little calculation on there for, you know, uh, depending on their weight, kind mm-hmm. of like dividing that yeah. dose that we recommend for the average adult. So most kids fall in the land of like having half of an ML typically. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's great. Cause I, I think about how fast my kids eat and mm-hmm. I think especially you mentioned four kids, I'm like I've got three and my youngest is the one who eats oh, yeah. the fastest. And I'm like, I wonder if that's like a, they're not going to have enough for me. 
<laughs> totally. Totally. Yep. It gets so ingrained fast. And he's also my kid that has had the most gut issues over his lifetime. Mm. And so I'm always looking for new things to help support the gut brain connection for sure. And so this would be a great tool just to throw in and and he probably, I, I know if it's in water or something, or if it's in seltzer, cause he loves all the seltzers. Yes. Um, I think he would love that. So I think that's a great tip for kids. Our kids need all the support with gut health and digestion right now. They're up against a lot. Totally. And you can make it as simple. I mean, my go-to simple way to have it is bubbly water, a squeeze of lime and the cran biscuits is kind of my go-to. And we just had a little five-year-old at our house over the weekend. We loved that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And then it's their mocktail. Not that we want kids to get, you know, hooked on, but they like special drinks. Well, yeah, I think <laughs> it's like a drinks. mocktail moment of the day is kind of a fun, special thing for them. Uh -huh, so uh -huh. yeah, I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So website, give me the website information and how to purchase yes. and where to follow you guys on social media, all that. Yeah. So we are at livewithjuj.com. So it's just livewithjuj.com. Um, you can head to our website and we offer a little free um, shipping for people who subscribe to our newsletter. And then we're at live with, I'm sorry, we're at Judge Bitters. So J-U-J Bitters, one word on Instagram. Uh, so you can find us there and I'm at grounded nourish on Instagram. Um, I'm always kind of plugging that business as well, because Jojo is a big part of my life and yeah, we just love to connect with any of your followers. We would just be happy to, you know, connect, give them a little discount. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to air this episode and for people to learn from you, because I think that this is such an accessible tool that mm -hmm. can really be beneficial for those who need to give their digestive system some love. Yeah. Thank you so much yeah. for having Th me. Thanks for being on the show. This is so much fun and we'll, we'll have to do it again in a year, I guess. <laughs> love it. <laughs> the tiniest spark leads to the biggest blaze. And I hope that today's episode sparks you on a journey to healing and wholeness. Thanks for listening to Sparking Wholeness. For more information on what I do and my coaching programs, or maybe just to reach out and say, hey, find me at sparkingwholeness.com or on Instagram at sparkingwholeness. Have a fabulous week.